So, Audrey, I tell you what, we have some of the coolest members at the Pittsburgh Technology Council. And why may you ask? Well, why may you ask? <laughs> I didn't I like, know where you were going like, with it. I, like, I didn't know I where like, you like. I like asking questions. And then knowing the answer <laughs> yourself. Then knowing the answer myself just because I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah, I'm right? like, whoa. So okay. much for being clever with my setup. That right? wasn't that clever. <laughs> no, it's not. You're usually more no, clever than that. No, what I'm saying is we have some awesome members that do awesome things for us sometimes. And when we have a really cool member, Cogent Infotech. And these guys did a really cool social listening study for us. And for our, in case what our listeners don't know what that means exactly. So this company will actually go and listen to all the different conversations going on throughout social media to find out insights based on anything that you might want to know. So as an experiment, they did a cool little thing with us where they basically wanted to figure out what were some of the top tech trends in 2018 and going in, into 2019. So they listen to uh, Twitter conversations, uh, Facebook posts, and things like that. Locally to Pittsburgh? Locally to Pittsburgh about when people are talking about different types of technology. And they came up with some a pretty cool list here that I think seems directionally All very right, correct. And I want, and so, Audrey, I want your insights on this because I think you definitely, or anyone that I know in Pittsburgh, you know what's happening when it comes to Pittsburgh's tech sector. You are, I think, the definitive resource for this. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to test this uh, okay, let's study that Cogent Infotech did okay. for us. And again, and, uh, this is just on Twitter. That's Pittsburgh based or not? Yeah, I'll do it throughout the, like southwestern Pennsylvania. Okay, all right, is, southwestern Pennsylvania. All right, got it. So some of the, so, so hit me up. So first, the total number of mentions were fifteen thousand when it comes to anything around artificial intelligence. And of these demographics, twenty six percent of the people were were female, seventy four percent male, and uh, basically the top interested people who talked about AI in the Pittsburgh area wanted to know about research, work, and entrepreneurship. The rise of AI and machine learning and startups in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. development of robotics using AI, uh, looking at concerns about the ethical issues in AI, which I know you talk about a lot. Right. So that, that seems like I think I'm hearing so these conversations. Big, so that's too. a big trend. Yeah. So the conversation. Keep going. Did I yeah. interrupt you? Yeah, no, that was kind of the, the top pullways from artificial intelligence. So no surprise, right? Yeah. So you've got Carnegie Mellon just welcome their first class, undergraduate class, that can get a degree in AI. Exactly. Which is way cool. And also Elizabeth Forward High School Ah. has a curriculum in AI now in high school. So that's big, bold moves when you think of Elizabeth Forward. They've done amazing things. But then there's been a whole movement now around ethics and AI that's actually come out of Carnegie Mellon and out of a groundswell of a group uh, that's led by Kenny Chen trying to have conversations around what ethics and you know what are what are the rules of the game which is so fascinating I to know. be part yeah. of conversations when people are thinking like there's rules of the game when we're in the middle of the wild west i know so uh, the other Very thing cool. is when you think about all the other companies that are are leveraging ai as that's embedded into their work it's it's no surprise i think people are just they're wondering they're scared they're interested and in trying to understand what are the skill sets that yeah. they need and so, and conversations are happening right. around this. And this was, they, they tracked 30,000 conversations. And this is what's That's kind of really popping great. up in That's these conversations. Great. So, the second one on their list is everything around cybersecurity. So, the total number of mentions were 6,300 mentions in, in their sampling. And the breakdown of the people uh, talking about this were 77% male and 23% female. It's kind of funny because, like, we're, we're seeing it seems like three quarters of the people chatting are male around this as opposed to female. And that, I find that interesting as well because we're trying to get more women engaged in tech. Hmm. And stuff, and this so, kinda... and this is leveraged off of social media. What are the platforms? Yeah, uh, it looks like through uh, Twitter. 
That's as, through as, Twitter. Through, all, all through Twitter. So the question would be to me. Yeah. What's the percentage of Twitter users that are men versus women? Right, and then you so can kind of see. Then where I can we're see going. if there's any inequity. That makes sense. So some of the some of the top conversations around cybersecurity, Audrey, have been around uh, healthcare, uh, the General Data Protection Regulation, otherwise known as of course GDPR. Um, the growing cybersecurity job market in Pittsburgh, which we know is growing very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, issues uh, such as um, high expense and spreading awareness of cybersecurity and the lack of cybersecurity policies in big companies. So, again, similar to AI. Right. Right. New terrain. Yep. Try, you know, we went from this whole era of like 10, 12 years ago of bring your device to work. Remember yeah, that? I remember. That was kind like, of Like, I don't want their device at my work. It's so funny. That iPhone And now 3G. it's like, we don't even have that conversation <laughs> like, anymore. Right? So we've bled into this world where in many ways we think the technology is providing the safety and security for all of us. But as we remember last year with that Target break um, incident, that yeah. happened just from one guy in procurement. I know. That sort of, you know did a little bit of a breach and took took a bunch of stuff down. So it's so fragile. It's so (laughs) fragile. And we think it's so it's not visceral. So it's just so funny. It's like I had a breach recently, a pretty bad one. Did man. And I did some dumb mistakes that um didn't allow to navigate through it. But but I did was able to shut the financial things down. Think about if that was our business, I would have freaked. I know, I know. I would have freaked. So the question is, what are we doing? It gives. It's almost every time there's an aberration, Mm -hmm. you sort of like have to stop and whip again. So it's no surprise to me. The other thing is, if you're listening right now and you're interested in a lucrative career, cybersecurity is definitely one of them. And you don't need to have an IT sort of software engineer background. And that's what people are looking for, problem solvers. Exactly. And even people who are in liberal arts. Huh. There's hope for you after all. You No, because you learn how to problem solve differently. Exactly. Right? And if you have a critical eye and you have an interest in, you know, learning and exploring, those are good skill sets to have. Absolutely. So the next thing on their list was Internet of Things, IoT, with right. 5,000 conversations going on around What that. do you have in your house right now, Jonathan, that's IoT? Nothing. Nothing? No. I mean, depending upon, I guess, how you define IoT. Um, I mean, I So you just, don't have a refrigerator, washer, no, dryer. Nothing, you don't have... Nothing that's, Your car doesn't communicate in any way. I'm okay, you're analog. a Neanderthal. I'm a Luddite. You I are... Analog. Absolutely a curmudgeon. Even my car is a stick shift. That's all I can say. I like not having things connected to the internet because bad things can happen. That's or a lot of information gets shared. Or a lot of information gets shared. Which like, is people's, right. People's obsession with, like, the Alexa and stuff. Like, no. I don't need any more reason for Amazon to be giving me things that I, I, I need to buy but don't want to buy. And they right. don't need to know when I'm out of aluminum foil. That's all I'm saying. It's like, come on, man. There's too much. Too much of that going on. So, basically, people are all wandering around IoT and robotics, mm-hmm. IoT for digital transformation, and especially IoT around developing smart cities. Right. I think that's a legitimate That's the big find. one. The yeah. smart cities. Right. Absolutely. And that's the one. Like... You know, why can't we figure out the patterns of lights? Exactly. Like, come on. It seems pretty <laughs> it simple, seems like you right? Could do that, maybe. Sort you of, know, it of. seems like we could get there. <laughs> but the whole thing around smart cities, obviously, is more yeah. complex than that. Yeah. But that would just be one thing I would ask for. Absolutely. We've got about a minute or so left. The last finding was blockchain. And uh, basically looking at uh, looking at blockchain in terms of concerns about legal and economic issues with cryptocurrencies. Of course, everyone's talking about that stuff. Scaling blockchain for practical use. And use of blockchain and supply chain and, and within industry and uh, manufacturing. 
So that's kind of neat stuff as far as that goes. And I think can't thank our friends over at Cogent enough for doing that cool little study. And they're uh, putting a little article together in TEQ Magazine that will be coming out uh, in about the next couple of weeks. If you go to pghtech.org, look for TEQ Magazine. You can read all about it there. And we've got a great show in front of us tonight. We have, of course, our new health insurance plan we're announcing with United Healthcare. I know. Yeah. People, you need to, to listen to. And if you don't have a chance to listen to it, go to our website. Absolutely. And, of course, MSA Savvy Citizen is stopping by today. MSA is a big old company with lots of different business units talking about Savvy Citizen. And, of course, Alpha Lab Gear, it's time for the Hardware Cup Otter. You know what that means. Leah Simon Selly stopping by to talk all about what's happening right. into the spring. So, hey, we're taking a quick break. More Tech Vibe Radio coming your way. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Hey, everybody. So glad you are joining us here on Tech Vibe Radio tonight. You know what, Audrey? Sometimes we got to take the show in some directions that all talk about the quality of life and keeping your employees super happy, super productive, and super healthy. Benefits. Benefits. Does not sound exciting, but it is very exciting. When you say it's ben- so important. It is absolutely 100% critical. And I, do, I could not be more excited with the Pittsburgh Technology Council's corporate coverage group as run by JRG. We have Jessica Gallardini here with us today. She is the woman on the scene for all things about benefits and health insurance and all the good stuff. Talking about a new plan that's being rolled out through the Pittsburgh Technology Council and our PTC corporate coverage group in conjunction with JRG. So, Jessica... Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much for that wonderful welcome. If you could only hear the smile on my face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we can hear it. We can hear it. We it's, can totally uh, hear it. It's so that crackling sound we have in the background. So let's sort of jump in because we only have a finite amount of time and you have a lot of information to share. So what's new? Talk about what's new and people who are listening. Well, you know, really break it down. Well, in thinking about today's show, I really broke it down into what were we looking to solve? with PTC. Right. And there were two primary areas, and I think all employers can relate to, how can we get our costs more manageable? How can we reduce premiums? And then with um, the Pittsburgh and regional area and the changes with the hospital networks, how can we change that so that we can continue to offer our employees the ability to choose the hospitals and doctors that they want? What's the problem today? So what's the current problem people are wrestling with? Increased premiums, new kinds of deductibles, what? Increased premiums, and, and to expand on that just a bit, understanding what's driving the cost and the premiums. Most employer groups have no idea what it costs for services, what their employees are using, and they really don't feel that they have the ability to help their employees make better choices or make lower-cost choices for things that they... You know, labs and x-rays exactly. and of that nature. So the Pittsburgh Technology Council with United Healthcare is offering a brand new set of plans that we're so excited to be rolling out in 2019 that's addressing so many of the problems and the confusion and the craziness that's out there when it comes to getting the right benefits for your employees. I mean, I don't think we can make it any easier for folks to get awesome coverage, lots of choice. I have to have you give us the details on this because there's so many things. I don't want to say the wrong thing because I know there's very fine nuances as to how we describe certain things as far as that goes. But basically, there's a plan for small groups and a plan for big groups. And That's you can, correct. And you can get that through the Pittsburgh Tech Council when you're a member, which we've got lots of members that we're excited to roll this out to. And if you're out there listening, you want to be a member of the PTC and access this stuff. That's what it's all about. Right. And, and our goals were lofty because we wanted to make sure that the Tech Council members continued to have choice. 
Um, and even with the program that is very unique and exclusive to the Pittsburgh Technology Council and their members, um, you can still sit down and work with us to look at what are your best options. But the, the United Healthcare program for PTC is, is quite simple. Um, if it's a good fit for you, whether you have 5 to 50 employees or more than 50 employees, up to 100, you're going to get your pricing and automatically receive a minimum 2% discount. Wow. That's a lot of money for a company. That can be. That can 2% be a, can add a little up. hunk of cash. That could be like 30K in your pocket somewhere. Absolutely. And Absolutely. what about the, the plan design? People will ask about that. The plan designs with United Healthcare are very innovative and they're driven toward helping the employees and their dependents make good choices. One of the perks that I really love about the United Healthcare program is the wellness credit. Employers that are buying through the PTC receive reimbursements for things like a treadmill desk or a weight program or nutrition education. Um, those are just some real simple for examples. For nutrition education? Yes. Yeah. So if you want to help your employees um, eat smarter, eat better, less um, Red Bull, weight, less um, Red Bull, more testing, mm-hmm. less oh. Red Bull. Uh, you Red know. Bull is very good for you. No, it's not, Jonathan. It, it keeps you awake. <laughs> so that's so. Those are great opportunities for people. They are so, great. so they will come in and they'll come into your place of work Absolutely. and help you. Yes. Sort of talk through these things. Or you can choose the vendor and partner of your choice. And you get a credit to pay for and it. And you get a pre- credit oh, to pay for that's, it. That's pr- really awesome. So you're giving your employees access to the full AHN and UPMC hospitals and doctors. And that's crazy. Great. In Pittsburgh, we all have different different doctors we like, so this allows you to right. go to the hospitals you so want to go to. you remove that um, challenge for some um, of having to choose among networks. And you're also giving them the opportunity to, oh, another thing I should have mentioned right out, too. Um, they have an in-motion program where employees that walk with I was going to bring this up. See, I was going to bring this up, Jessica, because this is a tech show. And there's a tech angle to this plan where there's Fitbit-like trackers. Yes. Tell us about how this works. Well, the Fitbit tracker, if you have one, you can use your own. And you log in and set it up with the online tracker or... United Healthcare will provide a Fitbit tracker to um, the employees oh, and their spouses. So they, they'll provide one for you, yes. or you can use your own. Absolutely, okay. either or. And you link it up to their app. You link it up to their app, and it tracks your steps every day, not just in frequency, intensity, but also in tenacity. So tenacity. So he's just, he's really walking with a yeah. purpose today. So it's, <laughs> it's it's a play on the word. Be fit. Exactly. And you earn uh. dollars, and you can earn up to $4 a day, actually. Really? That is deposited right into your either your health reimbursement or I can go buy cigarettes with that money after no. I get it, right? <laughs> no. You need to use that for qualified <laughs> medical expenses under your health savings So 4 account. bucks a day if you're active like me. So I walk over 10,000 steps a day. I ride, my bike about, I ride my bike about 120 miles a week. You could earn up to $1,500 a year just wow. by doing what you're doing, living that's a good, what, healthy lifestyle. See, lifestone. that's what I'm talking that's about. That's your turntable. There it is. I could buy two turntables. Very cool. It that's sort cool. of good. It yeah, is that's really, really exciting. Cool. You know, it, it, it was, um, we had lofty goals. You know, we said we need something special for the Tech Council and its members. You're, a, you're an industry um, that's very preferred risk. You're an industry that is looking to attract new talent and keep the talent that you have exactly. as an employer. Right. And employee benefits is critical, mm-hmm. but just like any business, you're looking to 
maximize the coverage, the ease for the employees to use that coverage at the most competitive cost that you can. Exactly. And now PTC has matched. You have all of that. Yeah, and if you go to pghtech.org, you can learn all about it there. We have a nice slider at the top of the of our website talking about the program. You can learn about all the different benefits from it. And the best part of it is you go through us. You ever have an issue, you talk to the folks at the JRG team, and they solve your problem, like, instantly. So there's no messing around. There's no calling some call center halfway around the world. You're talking to people right here in Pittsburgh to help you out, and it's just a great way. And we're just so excited to be able to offer this. Like you see, you can't find this any place else in Pittsburgh. And for our members and for the technology industry in general, people are the engine of this industry. And without people that are healthy and engaged, you don't go too far. That's so this right. is a key piece. We're very excited, new, and, so. and I look forward to the opportunity of speaking so, with members. So. If- what should people be paying attention to then? How are they going to find out more? As Jonathan mentioned, they can go to the Tech Council website. They can call the toll-free number. Um, we are certainly very visible in um, the, the TEQ magazine. Um, we'll be at your events. Yes. Um, so mm-hmm. the, and there'll be throughout direct the mail. Direct mailers, advertisements, all types of ways to keep people in the know about this great plan that we're partnering up with, with with you guys and with United Healthcare. So go to pghtech.org and you can find out all about it. Jessica, you are the best. Thank, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being a great Thank partner. Thank you for the time. Jessica Gallardini from JRG Advisors, also our partner with the Pittsburgh Technology Council's Corporate Coverage Group. It sounds so official when I say that. I love it. I love it. Learn more about it at pghtech.org. Audrey, we've got a lot more Tech Vibe Radio coming in front of us. Is your seatbelt buckled? It's buckled. Always Ready to is. go? Always it, is. There is high G maneuvers coming in this show. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We'll be right back after this quick break. So I'll tell you what, Audrey. This segment has been many months in the making. Really excited because one of Pittsburgh's coolest companies, it's like a hidden gem. It's been around forever. Been around forever. Leading tech since the 60s. Since the 60s. And you could drive down, you know, Penn Avenue. Wait, and, how and long have they been in business? Uh, since 1963. Since 1963. Yes. Very exciting. And that is, that is uh, we have a Chuck Warden here from MSA, Management Science Associates, in case people wonder who we're talking about, of course, because this is one of Pittsburgh's coolest companies. And so, Chuck, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much. It's nice to be here. It's so cool what you guys are working on. There's, hey, hey, there's so many things that are happening with MSA that we're actually doing a bunch of little interviews with you guys over the coming months because there's so much going on at MSA. We couldn't possibly get it done in one show. So we're kind of taking different things that are happening and bringing them onto the show as we're able to do that. And so we're, we're going to be talking about the Savvy Citizen stuff that MSA is spinning up, which we think is just really exciting. Awesome. Yeah, I'm glad to be part of it. So welcome to the show. So quickly, Chuck, what's your, what's your background? Uh, well, I've been at MSA for 15 years. Um, I'm, I'm an account director there. Uh, my, my focus at MSA, MSA is a pretty large company. It's got six, 700, 800 employees. Um, I, I, I run a small group, and our group is focused primarily on business development. We have some larger divisions, and you said you're going to be talking to some of these folks right. down the road, which is great. Um, I, I run a, large, a smaller group. Uh, we're doing business development things. One of the things we're going to talk about today is Savvy, uh, savvy Citizen. Um, so what my group is kind of responsible for is kind of, kind of working on some of those ideas that may end up turning in, into a division at some point down the road for MSA. Ah. Small now, hopefully it gets, hopefully it right. gets to be big later. Uh, and I'm also just very fortunate to be working with a really good group of, my, my team is fantastic. Got a great group of people that I work with, uh, which makes, uh, makes, makes my job a lot easier, makes MSA look good. It makes me look, make, makes me look good. So. Absolutely, man. I love it. Very, very cool stuff. So are we going to jump in? Let's jump in. Feel so free. Talk about what is Savvy Citizen and how does it work? 
So Savvy Citizen, um, it's really kind of a new thing for, for MSA. Uh, Savvy Citizen is a communication service uh, to help municipalities communicate better uh, with, the res- with the residents. Uh, its roots are right here in western Pennsylvania. We started it here. Uh, so f- for, it's primarily an app. Um, and if you think about it from a resident's perspective, residents download the app. It's called Savvy Citizen. It's available on Apple. It's also ba- available on Android. And um, residents download the product, <clears throat> and they can then get information from their municipality. So they, they, they download the product, they sign up for the municipalities they would like to follow, and once they do that, then they start receiving notifications from municipalities, giving them information uh, that helps, hopefully helps make their lives better, because oh. municip- municipalities have a lot of great information, uh, and this is a way for them to share it. There's so nothing... Like, yeah. What kind of information? Well, um, so here, I, I looked at my phone here uh, Today, before I came over here, just to give you a few examples of some right. things that they're doing, um, we have several uh, s- uh, several folks that are using this thing. We have several clients. Uh, so here's some examples of some things that recently went out with Savvy Citizen. Um, Plum Borough is one of our clients, and uh, they sent a note yesterday saying their community center would be closed today uh, because th- there's going to be some construction in front of the building and the water is going to be shut off. And then today they sh- sent another note basically saying, no, that's been changed to the next day. So what's nice about Savvy Citizen is it's giving municipalities a way to communicate real-time information very quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they just post that on a website, right. for example. No one's you ever going to yeah, know. You need no an alert go- on your phone. No one's going to see it. And a few okay. other examples I could share is um, some of our municipalities. Well, Christmas tree recycling is a big one right now. Everybody with the natural trees. So they're sending notice. I have a story about that. <laughs> so, look, I did not put out a tree this year. I'm not in the Christmas trees anymore, so I do my little thing. But all these folks in Edgewood had their trees out for the garbage. Garbage did not take them. People were kind of freaking out. They didn't know that the next day, I think a special truck was coming around just to take the Christmas trees. Because I saw a truck hauling away, but there was a little bit of quasi-pandemonium, like, what are we going to do with all these Christmas trees? Sure, sure. And (laughs) And so if there could have been an alert going out saying, hey, don't worry, your Christmas tree's not been picked up today, but it'll be picked up tomorrow because it's a Christmas tree, you know, that would be very helpful. that's great. I always want to know when the big item pickup is right like in the city of pittsburgh yeah instead of me like going to a website drill 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 down and then it says but if monday's a holiday then we won't pick up on that date exactly right right i'm like seriously this actually is is, has ended up being one of the bigger as we talk to municipalities this is actually one of the bigger pain points for municipalities is people calling into the municipality trying to figure out when their when their garbage is going to be picked up and so just over the holidays here because christmas and new year's were both on a tuesday a lot of people had their had their garbage pickup shifted one day and a lot of our clients use the product to let everybody know to remind them because if they don't, then they get a bunch of calls in. So this Savvy Citizen ends up being a time saver for municipalities. Totally. Because, and so you get it like an alert, too, if you want to set alerts. Yeah, absolutely. That's how it's Savvy. I mean, it's an app, but what you do, it's it, it's a communication service. So you can either choose to get receive push notifications. I was going to say push notifications. Text messages or emails. It's completely up to Great. each person. How to you want to be communicated. Pro- how they want to be communicated with, which is yeah one, one of the primary benefits of the product. So just reminding our listeners, we are talking to Chuck Warden from MSA, Management Science Associates, with Savvy Citizen, Audrey. And uh, I think this is a great idea for an app. And where did you guys get the idea for this app? I mean, MSA, this right. huge, massive company, where this this idea came from somewhere, and you decided, no, we can we can turn this into something big. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a really good question because yeah, MSA is primarily a business to business company, like you said, right. it's kind of a hidden hidden gem it right is. here because most of our most of our customers are other businesses. Um, but in this case, 
I guess the story, the, the story behind this was that we have some employees at MSA. I mean, we're always looking for great ideas. And we had a couple of employees at MSA that basically came to us and said, you know what? Um, we're volunteering with our local governments, and we have a heck of a time communicating things to our residents. Um, and so they came to us and said, you know what? Maybe there's something we can do here at MSA to help these municipalities because right now they're putting they're, – they're doing things they're, – they're putting information in newspapers, which obviously they're – that's, circulation that's is declined. hilarious. So they're putting things in newspapers. Yeah. And I know you're being polite, right. but let's just have a moment. It's okay. You can not be polite. That's sort of funny. <laughs> well, you can have, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that. You can say that. I have that, some, that's I have some that's carrier fine. pigeons. I was going to put the messages in and right. deliver yeah. them. So, right. Yes. I mean, some municipalities were, I mean, that we're talking to are, are, are still using newspapers, and some people are still reading them, and, there are, and, and they put notices on their doors, which obviously will only get read by people that come into the office to see it. And so they were really That's struggling. Great. They were really struggling with real time communication. So we did our due diligence once our employees told us about it. Then we did our due diligence, talked to a lot of other municipalities, and found out that indeed this is a. Um, this, this, so this, this is essentially a is MSA's own intellectual property, right? Absolutely, it is. Yeah, it's a very so, it's a very uniquely positioned product. Right, right. And so you are trying to explore this all over the U.S., right? We are trying to export all over the U.S. I mean, it's got its roots in western Pennsylvania. We did all of our due diligence here. We talked right, to a lot of municipalities right. in northern Allegheny County, southern Butler County. We did our thing to make sure it was it was a viable idea and a viable product. It's We're now spreading across Pennsylvania. But the idea is absolutely to go tri-state nationally. Right. So exactly. when you did your due diligence, what anything like shocked you and surprised you? Well, I think what one of the, one of the things that really surprised us was – how everybody let us in the door. I mean, we were doing cold call. We well, that's basically, awesome. We oh, basically, really? We, basically, just, we, were... We, we were calling. We didn't know any of these people. So we were, we were calling Richland Township, Pine Township, Marshall, and Butler. And we, we literally had, didn't have any municipality that told us, no, don't come in and talk no to us about way. that. No way. That's which awesome. Is, so which we that thought, which in we and thought of was itself, pretty of, that's pretty unbelievable. Exactly. We thought that was pretty unheard of. And it I think is. it gave us a little more emphasis to say, you know what? I, this there, is, you're onto something. We might actually be onto something here because nobody refused the conversation. And most of the people we yeah. talk to are now clients. So. I mean, you're talking to a guy here where I spent the first four years of my career covering local municipalities for the McKeesport Daily News. You know, I got to know some of these smaller boroughs and, and, and townships. And yeah, I mean, there was no, there was no good way to communicate. Now, granted, this was 25 years ago before there was such things as push notifications and things like that. But the idea though, that it's always been a very, very arcane way to communicate with your constituency that there's, you know, a Christmas tree pickup the day after in normal trash day. Sure. And these are important <clears throat> things that make people really angry. I mean, I've been to meetings where people are really upset about things you wouldn't think would be that big of a deal, but if you can communicate more more yeah. clearly and concisely, yeah, there, it's powerful. Yeah, there's no, far, there's no doubt, John. And, and that's what we're finding, too, is that some of the smaller things are the things that upset residents the most, and this kind of helps municipalities communicate that. But the tool is also really good at communicating bigger things. I mean, we've okay. had a lot of flooding issues this summer. I was going to say, with all the natural right. disasters, right? right. right. Landslides. Bethel, and... Bethel Park is one of our clients in southern Allegheny County. They had all kinds of issues this year, and they use the product to communicate on a daily basis almost Here's what's going on with floods. Here's what's going on with the roads. That were you type of seeing thing. participation increase with the app as, as as they were really using it for these super crazy types of things like flooding and everything? Like- yeah, we do. We do. We do. We do see. We do tend to see spikes based on. At times, we can see spikes based on the type of information being sent. Um, but frankly, our, our our numbers are are continuing to rise. It's been an interesting process for us. Our, our the number of residents that we have are signing up just continue to grow and grow and grow. Uh, we think one of the reasons for that is most of the posts that you get on Savvy Citizen, you can then share on social media. You can yep. either text them or share them with friends on social media. Ooh, amplified and, even more then. Even, right. even the, like I'm thinking about in my neighborhood. So even when like Duquesne Light has an outage. Yes. Right. So since 
I think I run the neighborhood. She does. I make a call <laughs> she's to deputy, my city deputy, council she's person. De- she's deputy mayor of Squirrel Hill. And I okay. said, okay, what's going on? Right? Yeah. And so then he or she tries to figure out what's going on. Then will text me back. And then sometimes I disseminate that. This would alleviate that. Audrey, you need savvy yes. citizen for the, the tech council. Yes, it could. Yeah, absolutely it could. Yep. Because then I would know right then and there. Very often I'm looking on Twitter. I'm looking on Nextdoor. I'm looking to, on Facebook to see if anyone knows about an incident. About a power outage. That, or an incident. Anything. It could or be an incident. It could be, right. Savvy Absolutely. citizen. Right. So if people learn more about savvy citizen, where, right. where can, where if, can if, they if find I a, out? If I run Aleppo Township and I want to learn more about this, where can I go? Uh, we have a so. website, SavvyCitizenApp.com. It okay. has all of the information. I mean, if, if the folks running Aleppo Township are interested in, in, uh, <clears throat> in, in, in talking to us about savvy citizen, they can go there. There's a lot of information up, out there. Pricing is out there on the website as well. Excellent. Um, that, that's, that's, that, that would be the best way to do it. Or they can just get a hold of us directly. It just seems like a sensible thing for a community to do. I want Edgewood to do that, my hometown, because that would be just amazing to be able to get these notifications that I know when my Christmas trees can be picked up and recycled. Okay. It's important. It sounds crazy, but these are things that we all need to know. Yeah. And you guys are making it simple. Yeah. You're a big, sophisticated company solving all types of complex problems. We this are, is one of them. Yeah, we are trying. We're really, <laughs> we're really excited to be working on, on this project because we see some great examples of how the product's being used. Yep. And it makes us feel good about the work that uh, the, the work that we're doing because we're helping these municipalities and we're getting more more communication out to residents and people have a much better understanding of their communities than they ever did before. Chuck Warden, you are quite savvy. Love it. <laughs> great, great. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> hey, Audrey, guess what? we got to take a break. Okay. Kills we'll be me. Back. I know. We'll be back with more Tech Vibe Radio, we swear. Hey, this is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. So, Audrey, we have new stranger to Tech Vibe Radio. No, I'm, I'm psyched about this another year. I know. Hardware Cup. I know, Hardware Cup. It keeps hardware coming cup. back every year. It's it gets, great. So gets, let's get down to it. What is the Hardware Cup and who's in the house? So I'm Leah Simoncelli. I'm I wanted to say Simoncelli. Uh, you pronounce it so well. <laughs> I just had to say it. I'm so sorry. So we have Leah Simoncelli in the house. <laughs> and I run the Hardware Cup, which is an international pitch competition for early stage hardware startups with a $50,000 grand prize. That's what I'm what? talking about. And, and do is... they come to Pittsburgh after they win? Yes. Oh, that's the whole point. All right, so ta- let's dive deep. So who, what, what's the criteria, when? So what if, what if we start with a little bit of why, a little background? Oh, I like, I like that. Why. A little uh, That'll feed the rest of Audrey, it. Your why. You know, I know she's become very comfortable with the show where she's going to tell us yeah, how to guide the conversation. Wait, I cigarette. like this, man. Yeah. Wait, I'm going to light up my cigarette. Exactly. Hang she's on. doing it right now. Oh, there you go. Much you better. You are welcome. Very good. <laughs> um, so a little background yeah, give on us- the Hardware Cup. Um, so Alpha Lab Gear is a hardware accelerator based in East Liberty. Heard of those guys Pittsburgh, before. PA. Absolutely. Heard of them. Yeah. Uh, part of the Innovation Works family, of course. And Alpha Lab Gear began five years ago because we had a software accelerator called Alpha Lab. And we realized that hardware startups really need something different. They do. And Pittsburgh's got a lot of strength around that. Absolutely. It's the hub. It's really exciting to to be able to have a competition that brings people to Pittsburgh so that they can see why it is a hub and how much we've got going on here. Absolutely. Um, So we began both the Alpha Lab Gear Accelerator and the Hardware Cup 
close to the same time. Exactly. Because we wanted to be able to support these physical product companies that need maybe a little bit more time. They need a different type of mentorship. They right. need a lot more space than software startups. They need funding. They've got to build stuff, you know? They've got to build stuff. And yeah. if you've ever been in the Alpha Lab gear space, you know, it's it's a place where you can build There's stuff. sparks. There's sawdust. There's everything going right. on there. Right. Um, so the Hardware Cup came out of that as a way to not only see what was happening in Pittsburgh, but see what was happening across the entire country and eventually across the entire world. In no, every year it's space. bigger and bigger and reaches more. So countries. now you're going to go, and you are going to go to what places? Yeah, what's on the itinerary right. for the Hardware the Cup itinerary. this year? So we've got three new cities that I'm really excited about. Okay, we'll be returning to to some classics. So of course we'll be in Pittsburgh. Classics. We'll be in DC, <laughs> in Boston, in Chicago, and then we've added this year Boulder, San Jose. And Atlanta. I'll go to the Boulder one for you if you need me to. You can join me. I'll just volunteer my time right now. Perfect. So the intent is that there's applications, there's a deadline. They can go to, what's the site? To hardwarecup.com. Okay. They can go to that. So anyone listening, they can figure that out. But the other piece is when you go to these other cities, what are you doing? So we have an online application where we'll get hundreds and hundreds of applications from across the United States, and we will pare those down to six semifinalists in each city. Okay. And in each city, we hold an event that is meant to be not just a pitch competition where we see what's out there, someone wins, and they're the person that comes to Pittsburgh, but for really each competition to be its own very important networking event where we have judges that are investors We have corporate partners at each event, and we've got an audience full of entrepreneurs. Yeah, you're bringing the whole ecosystem comes together at these events. The Pittsburgh one's awesome because you literally see everybody who's got anything to do with everything with tech and manufacturing all under one roof having a good time. And that's the goal. You're you're also going to these other places that actually have events going on at the same time, or are you establishing your own event? We establish our own event. So the Hardware Cup comes to Chicago. Right, got it. We work with a partner. Do you have an 18-wheeler that you drive around the country? I wish. See? So then how many winners? How many winners come out of all those cities? So we start with those six semifinalists times seven cities. We've got a group of 42 U.S. semifinalists. We pair that down to one from each city. So then we have seven U.S. semifinalists. Okay. And at the same time, yeah. we've got international competitions. Hi, Caramba. So for the same for the same pot for the same competition, right? So okay. we bring in those finalists to Pittsburgh at the same time that all of so our. So how US many finalists finally make their way to Pittsburgh? Um, so this year we're going to have between four and six international competitions. Four to six international um, competitions. Yeah. Whoa. And depending on... Do you have those cities identified yet? Yeah. So Tell Hong us. Kong we had already. Okay, that was right. new this year. It's, so hard, right. to, it's hard to drive an 18-wheeler to Hong Kong. That one, up. I did not get okay. to drive to that one. Darn. They had to handle it yeah. on their own with our toolkit. Ah, you send them the toolkit and they put it on. I love it. Okay. Um, and then we'll also have one in Bangalore. Um one in Japan, one in South Korea, and then there are another couple of countries that aren't You're yet confirmed. Figuring it out still. On. Oh, cool. So, so they will come to Pittsburgh as part of the finals. Yes. Whoa. They can all send at least one finalist that will pitch, but if they have um, if they've raised enough money to do it and they have someone that's that's supporting these startups from those other countries, 
they can send up to three teams. Wow. And all of those teams will get to meet with investors. They'll all get to have a demo table at the event. Um, and that sort of feeds into our our main idea that we're not just picking one winner. We're highlighting as many cream of the crop startups as plus they get so, to experience Pittsburgh. So then at the Brand end Pittsburgh. at the end, how many winners are there? So there will be one grand prize winner that takes home the fifty thousand um, dollar investment from Startbot. And then we'll have a second and third place cash prize. Um, everyone gets SolidWorks software. They actually have cool. the right, right. CAD in the cloud now, so oh. that's pretty cool. Um, and then we will generally have some other prizes from our sponsors like Bosch and um, those folks who will will add in things like Dremel power tools. Those All the fun stuff to make yeah. your hardware company come to life. All in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. See, I just love the idea because you're spidering out to all these cities now around the world, and you bring them to Pittsburgh. When do they come? Like in May, right? Yes. So May May 15th is going to be our international finals that will be here in Pittsburgh. So we'll have more details to share when we get closer closer to that date. So so right now, if I'm in Pittsburgh, and I'm a Pittsburgh company, and I want to apply for this, what are my time frames? What's what's the criteria? What do I got to do? I go to hardwarecup.com. Because we actually have an idea. We do. So we need to understand. Ooh, all right. Deadline's coming up soon. It is January 27th. Um, That'll be for Pittsburgh, D.C., and Boston. Okay. And then we have another deadline about a month later for the other cities, including... Atlanta, Chicago. So I have to be actually up and running? Could this be just a business plan that I'm I'm sussing out right now? So it's meant to support early stage hardware startups. So if you're so early that you think, I have no idea what I do with $50,000, then you might not be the best fit. But if you think, ah, $50,000 isn't going to help me, then maybe you're not the right fit either. (laughs) But if you think that a 50K check is going to get you to a next goal, a next next level, level, then you're our people. That's who we're here to support. Which is going to get me exposure. Absolutely. Connections. We've had companies in the past that, um, depending on where they were in their fundraising cycle, they maybe didn't even need that. They just wanted exposure. They wanted to get on stage. The real prize is participation and exposure. That's right. You can't put a price tag on that. Well, maybe a small one, but. Okay, so we're talking to Leah about the hardware cop. Had to say it again. If you didn't get a chance to listen, you need to wait till we download this so that you can listen to the whole thing. But this is the Hardware Cup. Google the Hardware Cup. You're going to find out a ton of information. But applications, while they're open, they close on the 27th of January. This gives you an unusual opportunity, particularly if you're working in hardware. Um, And that can be embedded embedded software as well. But if you are in hardware, you have an opportunity to be on the map and be on the global map as well as an opportunity to be on the Pittsburgh map, which is what we care about. And I think a clarification is also there's some cool like product companies like I'm thinking of I'm thinking of uh, like like some clothing companies and things like that that have been part of Alpha Lab Gear. Right. In mm-hmm. the past. So I think it's really it's not. It's very it's wide open. Stuff. Yeah, it's making stuff. Absolutely, exactly. right. physical product component. Right. That's all you need. So right. it's fashion. It's uh, consumer electronics. It's IoT. It's robotics. It's all in there. All the physical good stuff. product. Then you're a hardware cup company. You're a hardware cup company. And so I'm just amazed because this thing gets bigger and bigger every single year. It's so great. Yeah, and it's providing valuable exposure to the companies. Well, maybe every city you go to. 
You can wear a Tech Vibe radio shirt. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, That's what I'm talking about. I do. We have shirts for you. I got a bunch. Mm-hmm. You, huh? If you can wear a size small, I can wear I've got about 50 of them yeah. right now because that's all we have left. <laughs> so how about if you wear that wherever you go? I'm there for multiple days in each city because I'm not trying to just do the hard work up and leave. I try to take some meetings and meet people in those yeah. ecosystems. And, and tell everybody about how awesome there. Tech Vibe Radio is. And I can tell everybody about Tech Vibe. Hook me up with that. Perfect. Right. Perfect. I like the way you think, Audrey. I like the way you think. So, so cool. No, we're just pumped for you guys. We're glad we can play our little part in helping to spread the word. It's all Great. the awesome work that you guys are doing. Uh, it really, we, we can't say enough and how excited we get about this because it, it's transformational for the companies, but also for Pittsburgh because it becomes a Pittsburgh becomes a showcase, an international showcase of people making stuff and doing cool stuff. So we like it, Leah. We think it's pretty cool. Thank so, you. Not much time to submit your application, so do it, do it, do it. If you have an idea, go through, and, and I know it's not that hard to, to enter. Just follow the steps, make it happen. That's right, and there's actually one more piece to the application okay. this year okay. where if you're interested in being a part of Alpha Lab Gear, the accelerator, you can choose to select that option oh, that you want to okay. apply for both. Right. And oh, it's the okay. same information because, really, we're supporting the same It's one application gets you into both things. That's right. So I you can it. say, nope, just Hardware Cup. You can say, nope, just Alpha Lab Gear. That's or great. Or you can say both. I want both. I, w- I would do both just in case. Anyhow, thanks for stopping by, Leah. Great, great stuff. We wish you continued success with the Hardware Cup. We'll have you back in May to talk about what's happening here with all the winners and all that kind of fun stuff. So, anyhow. Another show under our belt, Audrey. Oh, great. Goodness, 2019's off to a cracking start, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, learn more about us by going to pghtech.org. Pittsburgh Tech Council. Been around since 1983, helping tech companies succeed. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Have an awesome weekend, everybody.